Welcome to episode 282 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent here, and guess what? Jason's back. Holy shit, what's up? Not much. It's been, what, about a month and a half, maybe? Yes, it has, it has. I I just kind of had to, I was frazzled, needed to recharge the batteries. Uh, Also, we had a death in the family, Um, so that was kind of a shock and a lot of stuff to deal with when all that happens. So, just kind of needed needed some some uh you know time away but i'm right. back so it's all good right well when we decided to celebrate by right. doing an episode of just talking cuz when's the last time we did Noth- that yeah nothing but talking yeah you know i'm back so why not as Jesse James Apri says i'm back bigger than life and twice as ugly <laughs> right man that's someone we need to reach back out to again about being on here right right we did a long time ago and he sent us all that stuff, but then we never really I know. made it happen. Getting so. <laughs> a, we should get like a Sturgis recap. Yeah, sure. That madness. Yeah. But That's any, something we could talk about. Right, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, before we get into all that, as always, we got to let you know who helps support us here with our sponsors, and that's DEB Concerts, a promoter right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma that brings a ton of great music to downtown Tulsa. This past year alone, they've brought Last in Line, Buck Cherry, Bisto Blanco, a Saxon. Just this past weekend, the IDL threw a show with Dead Metal Society and Rocket Science, two great Oklahoma bands that have both been on this podcast. And coming up in October, on the 23rd, they've got LA Guns coming back. They've been there a couple times, and they're always great, and they've been on this podcast as well. And of course... They've got other shows to be announced, and of course, there's the Poison show that should be announced at some point. The rescheduled date at the BOK Center. Get on debconcerts.com, Facebook, to stay up to date with everything going on. And of course, we'll let you know every week we have this podcast. Right. Huge thank you to DEB Concerts. MedFarm is a dispensary located in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, at 24683 East Highway 51. A huge selection you can check out on Leafly.com. Their website's MedFarmOK.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. That's at MedFarmOK. It's P-H-A-R-M. They're, all, they're always running great specials, so follow them so you don't miss any of those. And the special that they're always running is that if you tell them, mention our name, Thunder Underground, they'll give you 10% off your first order, which is very cool. And also, they've got a drive through which is another great bonus feature there. And the biggest bonus feature of all is that 30% of their proceeds are going to build no-kill animal shelters. Hello. Yeah. So there's your, your reason for driving a little bit further. If you're in the Tulsa area, it's only about 15 minutes from wherever you're at. So get over there and help support some some animals. It's all about the animals. Yeah. Support the animals and yourself. You know, so. Right. Also, hella hot hot sauce. A hot sauce company based out of the San Francisco Bay Area in California. They make small batch artisan hot sauces. They've got a big selection. If you get on their website, you can check it all out. HellahotHotSauce.com They also do collaborations with metal artists. A couple of those that have been on our podcast. They've got a sauce called Brain Jerk with Ghoul. It's too bad that wasn't around back when we talked to Digester from Ghoul. Exactly. You know, we would have had something else to talk about before he... You know, graciously let us walk out of there. But. Yeah, with, with our souls intact. Right. Can, you know, since we're on this hot sauce thing, can, can I share with you like a testimonial? Oh, yeah, of course. So, you know, well, like I said, you know, we had all kinds of family stuff going on, you know, this whole last month and a half. And so, you know, I, I saw a lot of my family way more than usual. Both my brothers have always been... Like, you know, whatever pepper it is, whatever sauce it is, bring it on. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm not afraid of it. And so I'm like, okay, well, you gave me that hot sauce, the Florida Frank Florida Heat. And I am, admittedly, I'm a puss when it comes to anything hot. <laughs> okay. And I was like, well, I'm going to put this to good use. I'm going to bring it over and let my brothers try it. And my oldest brother is like 55, and I guess he's like... He's um, gotten a little softer in his old age. And he was like, give me that. And he, he smelt it. And he said, 
fuck this. I'm not even doing it. And so my middle brother is like, fuck, fuck it. Give it to me. I'll do it. And he took a huge scoop of it, dipped it, dipped a tortilla chip in it, a huge scoop. And he's like, ah, that's cool, whatever. And I, I did something where I, I, I left the room or something and I came back. And when I came back, he was like, holy shit. And his eyes were watering. He was like, okay, that crept up on me. That was insane. <laughs> yeah. And so then like a few days later, um, some, some Mexican dudes were coming over to buy some furniture he was selling. Okay. And I was there and he's like, he's like, you know, you know, these Mexican, I'm not trying to be fucking weird or anything. I'm just telling you, this is what happened. <laughs> this is what my brother did. My crazy redneck brother. I love him. Well, I know where but, you're going. The stereotypical thing is that Mexicans can handle heat. Yeah. They can handle it. <laughs> Cause they're and, used to it. And he, you know, and he took it out to them and they can handle it just fine. So I just, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> and the, the funny thing was though, is what he says, like, Oh man, let's get that hot sauce that Jay brought that I can't fucking stand. Oh, you know, and I just thought it was like, man, he used to be such a a man when it came to hot shit. <laughs> so that's just how hot this stuff is. Yeah. It, it it does not fuck around. Right. When we talked about that the first time we were trying it with Jason Carroll, it's hot when you heat it, but then it's it has it's one of those ones that has that delayed kick. Yes. Because I, I thought... The flavor is excellent, but it's like you can't right. eat too much of it unless well, you've got a... You know, a strong freaking palate. Or exactly. Whatever you call it. And, you know, I, like I said, I, I can't do this stuff, but it was sent to us and they're gracious enough to sponsor us. I'm going to try it. Yeah. And so I try it. And, you know, the first bite or two, it, it's really good. It tastes great. And then, and then hellfire rains upon you. <laughs> right. And it's like, holy fuck, what have I done to myself? <laughs> so there you go. Well, if you want to hear about the, you know, the makings of that. Check out the episode of Florida Frank. Yes. Talked about that. Once again, hellahothotsauce.com to check all that out. And what do we got left? Sunset Tattoo. Exactly. 3146 East 15th Street in Midtown Tulsa. Their tattoos are done good and proper. They're state licensed. And above all else, they are mother approved. You can give them a call, shoot them a message to set up a time to get in there to talk about what work you need to get done. Jake and his crew have over 25 years of experience. We know a lot of people that have had work done there. Yes. And both of us are well on our way to getting work done there as well. So get on Facebook, Sunset Tattoo Tulsa. Instagram is at Sunset Tattoo Tulsa. And give these guys a follow and hit them up if you need tattoo work in the Oklahoma area. Because the first thing that's the most timely, I guess, would be an actual show that happened, mm -hmm. which was Clutch, social distance show. It was just them and their crew. Yep. But live stream, Clutch did the Doomed Saloon 2 a little over a week ago, because it was the weekend before this one that just happened. Right. We checked it out. Our buddy Michael Thrasher came over, and we watched it on the big screen. And we've seen Clutch do... You know, they did Doom Saloon 1, and they've done a lot of YouTube, like, yeah. one to three songs at a time. Just kind of practicing and yeah. kind of seeing how it goes, yeah. And it's clutch, so they always sound great. There's yeah. no there's no wonder, like, that part of it. But what were your thoughts from just checking this show out? It was great. I, I thought that, you know, this stuff is so weird now with all these streaming, de streaming deals and, uh, you know, the way these bands put it on and what they're doing. And, um, it, it sometimes it seems kind of weird if you're going to put on a big show and there's no one there. Yeah. Um, kind of like the dropkick Murphy's thing was really cool because they did it in the middle of Fenway park, but it was also weird because there's nobody there. Yeah. So I think in a way this clutch one kind of worked because it was a small space. I mean, they had some lights and some production, so I think it was a good, you know, level for what they're doing. You know, they they put the right amount of 
work into it. They didn't overdo anything. It was cool. Um, the, the set list was awesome. Yeah. And it was one of the, you know, it was like a fan pick set list deal. Oh, you yeah. Know, you enter in, you know, you enter your set list and hopefully it'll get played. And one lucky guy got his set list played and it was great. It was Marshall something, right? Yeah. Because he said, yeah. He mentioned, thanks a lot, Marshall, a few times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, um, but, but there were some lights and some, you know, there's some camera angles and that was good. Um, and I think, I don't really care how big of a band you are. You can be Guns N' Roses or, you know, Dirty Honey. And I think it still needs to be about the level that Clutch had. If you're not going to have anybody in the fucking room. Yeah. Um, so, and that's kind of, cause it just, it's a weird vibe. So, yeah. So I think Clutch did it right. And it's, that's no fucking surprise because Clutch pretty much, you know, whatever they do, they, they, they figured out the right way. It seems like. Yeah. Um, so I think that is for however long all this shit's going to go on. That's probably the best way to do it. Right. Um, and then as, as far as. There was a huge merch component to it, which is fucking smart. You know, they're putting it on vinyl and shirts for the goddamn thing. And, you know, that's not me, whatever. But that was smart. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to buy a $100 bundle. (laughs) But a lot of people fucking are. So that was cool. And, you know, again, the set list was great. And they always mix it up. And this is no different. And their fans knew that, and that's why they submitted crazy set lists. So it, it that was the one thing that was really kind of a crowd pop to me. Is like I want to see this if it was like a fan, yeah, pick thing. Yeah, because um, that's the thing we always talk about as geeks. Of course, you, know, you like what if you had the opportunity to make the set list for a band you love? Exactly. And and, and, and most, here's oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say most of the time if you do that. Because you kind of mentioned it about Metallica. But and they, exactly. You know exactly okay. where we're going here. I mean, most, I would say 90% of bands are going to pick a set list that someone made that at least has, you know, a few of those big hits in it, mm-hmm. whatever they're known for. I mean, Clutch has a few of those those songs that they're known for. But Clutch is also the band that as soon as I saw they were doing this, I'm like, I bet they'd pick a good one that doesn't include anything yeah. you expect. And it was. Like, it was from, like, it opened with How to Shake Hands yeah. from the newest album. And then from there on, I would say that it was almost entirely deep cuts. Yes. I mean, I mean, that's just amazing to me that they, you know, they went that route. And then like, I'm in like the clutch group, one of the clutch groups on Facebook yeah. and everybody in there was, you know, and that's like one of those fan bases that are always like, they should play this and this. But everybody was across the board like this set list is amazing. Good job to that dude. And. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, you know, it, you're right. It's like, you know, what was it six, seven years ago when Metallica did that festival thing in Europe where, um, you know, they wanted you to vote on what oh, songs right. to play. And it was all the fucking stock shit, Creeping Death, Inner Sandman, For Whom the Bell Tolls, Master of Puppets. And, and I really thought that Europe would show up more. Yeah. So it makes you wonder, are they just controlling this or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> you know. Well, they did, you know, Metallica, I mean, we're going to get into Metallica in a bit, but they did that thing here like a month ago on Instagram. Remember where they were doing the vote? Yes, the I remember time? that, yeah. Like, it was 32 or 64 yeah. songs, and I was like, man, if this ends up being like a Final Four of Inner Sandman 1 and uh, Nothing Else Matters and Sad But True, I'm going to be like, these people are fucking lame. But it, I mean, that stuff was there towards the end, but it came down to Master Puppets and, and yeah. I think one maybe or exactly. Creeping Death and Master Puppets one. Yeah. Well, and you remember back, is, right? Right. <laughs> well, you remember back then when they did that, Lars even came out and said, like, I kind of thought that Europe would, you know, kind of come up with some different shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. He's kind of <laughs> throwing shade. Yeah. Right. So who knows? But then again, that could have been bullshit too. I don't know. True. Which, you know, segues us right into, you know, the all the Metallica shit we wanted to get into. You want to go into that now? I think it was next, so why not? I think that's like the biggest chunk of what we're going to be talking about. Right. Well, first things first, the drive-in thing was announced a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. We talked about this like when that first started happening, what, a couple months ago? Mm -hmm. Neither one of us were really like, 
excited about wanting to go to a drive-in to see a show. No. It's like I would do it if it was free or if situations like that, but I'm I'm not like clamoring to do it by any means. Because mm-hmm. essentially you can just, it's the same thing as doing it in your house. But you're going for an, a different experience. So maybe once wouldn't be that bad and Metallica would definitely be one to choose if you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, I, it's your favorite band, so I like to know your thoughts. It's like, like when Garth Brooks did it, and I know other people have done it, they've done it live. It was live and then broadcast all these drive-ins across the nation. Yeah. But Metallica's is, they're recording it wherever. I don't know if they even said. It's already done. Yeah, they're recording it and then editing it together and making a production out of it, which is kind of cool in a way that it's being edited and professionally, whatever, but would you rather be live? Or does that even matter since you're not going? No, I, <laughs> yeah, watch one, it I'm not from... <laughs> going either way, and two, I don't give a fuck either way. $115 a car load, you can kiss my ass. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. I, I understand it. The whole thing about it is, oh, get your buddies together, and you know, no, fuck off, I don't care. $115 a car load? Fuck off. That's way, way cheaper than a concert, though. <laughs> yes, it is. However... I mean, you're going to the driving for like 18 bucks a person. However, and that's that's true, you're totally right, but, you know, if I'm going to the concert, I'm fucking there. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm there, and it's live, so... I, I don't know. It just doesn't. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm contradicting myself, but I really don't care. Just for me, it's like if you want to go, I have. I'm not judging anyone at all. I'm sure it's gonna look fucking cool. I saw a still from it. There's all these like cars around it, and they got this whole production and the set, and it looks cool. Hey, great. But but for me, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. I'm good, and sorry, but you know it, it, it's a it's a big it's a big show. They're doing it in drive-ins across the country that they want people to show up to, so it's going to be the same fucking songs. You well, know, true, but you know, so I I don't I, I don't people already pay. there. People yeah. have paid and are going to be there before the set list is revealed. So well, true, <laughs> but I just and you know fucking a, it's probably going to end up on a box set later or on YouTube eventually or whatever. Yeah, you know. So, ah, whatever. I'm sure they won't release it right after, but they no, might, they might no, release I, it where you can pay for it at home or something. Yeah, I think eventually that might happen. Yeah. And, that, and that goes back to the clutch thing. Nine bucks, bam, that's good. I get that. Yeah. You know, the down thing here in a few weeks, that's nine bucks. I guess I didn't even hear about that. Huh? I didn't even hear about that one. It's been an... Are you fucking kidding me? Like Down's doing a live show? Yeah, it's been like on all the fucking socials, like... <laughs> For like the last four days. <laughs> I haven't seen that. You know, and I finally saw the Sandlot, so I can actually say this now. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> I uh, finally saw the Sandlot. Yeah, it was August. I think it's the same day that Metallica's is. Uh, Down is doing NOLA in its entirety, streaming. Oh, wow. And it's like nine bucks. Okay. Live. I'll have to get that. So, it's like, yeah, it's like five <laughs> in the afternoon or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah. Well, I would be willing to get, bet that the Metallica set list at this driving show has fuel on it. You think? <laughs> hey, they don't always play that, but I'm sure they will because of the whole car aspect. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and they're 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 they're. Th- I, I listened to them on Howard Stern the other day. It was great. Two hours. They did three songs. They talked a lot. They, you know, it was great shit. Yeah, I've been meaning to check the like right. What songs did they do? They did uh, Wherever I May Roam, um, The Unforgiven, and All Within My Hands. Okay. Let's well, pick All Within My Hands. S- yeah, we can go into S&M too. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously not out yet, but it's coming here in under two weeks. That's mm-hmm. the, isn't that the 27th or whatever that yep. Friday is? Uh, and I will I will have it. Yeah, you got my, the box in my, set? In my chubby little hands, I cannot wait. You got the... It's a vinyl box set, right? Mm-hmm. It also yeah. has the Blu-ray and yep. a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's here in less than two weeks. I'm sure we'll be talking about that once we can hear the entire thing. Right. But they've released All Within My Hands. Mm-hmm. Nothing Else Matters. 
and Moth in the Flame. Yeah, right. Seems like there's one more, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Unless that was this like last week when we were watching the clutch thing, we watched that afterwards. Yeah. And Moth yeah. in the Flame was the one that came out that week. Maybe I don't know that's, if something yeah, came out this week or not. Was. You know, and I tell you, of, of all the of all the fucking the dorky fucking gigantic fucking Metallica nerd I am, all the questions I'd love to ask them, you know, all this stuff. It's funny that like if I had one question to ask any of them right now, um, it would be about all in my hands. How did you take one of the absolute worst fucking songs on any fucking Metallica record? Like one of the worst, like the hardest songs to listen to. Yeah. And they, they, why did they pick that song? And how did they, how did they come to make it into a really special moment that was even before S&M 2 because they'd been doing an acoustic. They've got it on their, uh, you know, their acoustic show vinyl that they did, the Helping Hands charity thing. Yeah, I think um, when we did the review on that, you mentioned the same. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know, And I know I've said that before, but it, it just begs to be asked again. It's like, why that song? How did that fucking happen? You know? I, my guess is it's just because that's the choice they went with to title the uh, charity. Right. So it's kind of like now they feel like they should like, play well, we like gotta, at least yeah. the benefit show. We got to do something with this shit. And so now it's kind of yeah. became a part of it again. Since it, and it seems to me like this is greater than the original version. Like bigger. Like I could see them doing this in the future. Like in live shows. Yeah. So that's just kind of <laughs> one of my thoughts. And that's the only song from St. Anger on the set list, right? For S&M 2, I think. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so looking forward to hearing that here in a couple weeks. But also, have you, like, do you watch the shows every Monday or just no. every once in a while? No, I, I think I watched like the first one, didn't even finish it. Okay. Dude, I, you know, it's like I've seen so much shit over 31 years I've been a fan. Right. You know, it's like if I if I miss some shit, that's gonna happen. Um, and it's all what am I doing Monday night? I don't know. You know, I never know what I'm doing. Right. You know, I could be drunk, I could be sober, I could be doing yard work, I could not be doing anything. Well, I mean, you and, can, and I never think about it. it you just, can watch them all later. Yeah, and you can. So, but I just think I think it's cool. They got kind of creative there for a bit. Like two or three weeks ago, they had the one that was from the Justice Tour, and it was filmed by one of their crew members. Right. Like from the side of stage mm -hmm. and then in the crowd. And then And it just goes to show you all these bands have so much probably in the can that you don't even know about. Yeah. And that's fucking cool. And one thing I wanted to mention is this I think it was just like a week ago, last Monday, I, you know, got the alert thing and text or whatever that said coming tonight a show from the Madly and Anger Tour or whatever. Right. It's the same Anger Tour, basically. And I'm like, and it was, wasn't was far from seven, so I just pulled it up on my phone. I'm like, I'm going to watch this just in case it's from Wichita. Right. <laughs> Since we went. And of yep. course, it was from like Germany. But yeah. anyway, all the other ones I've, I've seen, I've seen parts of them or a little bit after the fact, but this is the first one I saw the full intro. And I don't know if it's always Lars or if it's a different one of them each time, but Lars was like doing a long kind of... Uh, yeah, Talking I think intro it's, I don't it. know. You know, he talked about St. Anger, and about, I mean, about S&M 2 and about the drive-in thing. Mm -hmm. I brought this up because when he's sitting there talking, he's sitting behind his drum kit in, like, the rehearsal place. And he starts talking, and the snare's, like, doing that thing, you know, when you have mics around, you're talking, it's like, yeah. Yeah. And he's, like, get the mic. He's, like, I gotta get, sorry, I gotta get the mic off. And he's, like, that's something. He's, like, all right, that's better. And he hits it a couple times. He's, like. Anyway, we'll get to that, but there's uh, something about this snare that goes along with the show we're about to show you. And I was like, oh, he's like talking about it. And then he talks about all this other stuff, and then he comes back, and he's like, hits the snare a couple times. He's like, that's not right. And then he does something, I don't know, and then hits it, and it sounds like the same anger snare. <laughs> and he's he like, took hey, the snare off of it is what yeah. he did. Yeah, he's like, there you go. He's like, that's a good segue into what you're about to hear. <laughs> well, I will say... You can say whatever you want about San Anger, but that tour, they had a lot of great set lists. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember... We got a lot of gems on that one. Yeah. I remember we got 
Well, we got Bleeding Me, like, at the yep. show we were at, and I know there was a couple other ones that were right. really cool, but you're a Metallica, I'm sure you're a Metallica fan, you've seen all this stuff, but there's some pretty interesting stuff on YouTube yes. now, so if you're ever bored one night and you sure put is. in Metallica Live, you're going to get, like, 5,000 options. No shit, man. Just from the past four months. Yeah. And it's kind of spread their entire career, so that's cool. Hopefully they keep, I'm sure they'll keep it going for a few months anyway. Yeah. All right, speaking of Metallica... Way back in the day, supposedly, they asked John Bush to be their vocalist. Right. While Hetfield wanted to just play rhythm guitar. That would have been fucking crazy, but, you know, as a diehard fan of John Bush, and I love Metallica a whole lot, I'm glad it didn't happen. Right, Because we got Armored Saint continued, and of course we got the whole... All the anthrax gloriousness. Yeah, that whole era. And now we've been getting Armored Saint on a more... Consistent level, even though it's been five years since the last album, that's still shorter than it used to be back with Armored Saint. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, five years ago, we got one hands down, and they just announced here in this past week that their new album is coming. Is it October 23rd? I think so. Let me look at my notes here. Yes. Punching the Sky comes out October 23rd, and they just released this past week, End of the Attention Span. They released a single and a video for it, and it's fucking great. Yeah, it's great. It's it's what you'd expect. It's old school, uh, you know, thrash. These guys are, you know, um, one of the masters of it, and uh, this is no no different. Yeah. Um, and the video was great, and it's really a, you know, it's just a call to kind of how shit is nowadays. We're all glued to our phones or screens or whatever, and and I assume that's only more now. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, totally. And, and you know, the, the song... And, you know, John Bush is such an amazing vocalist, and you can't say enough good shit about this. Yeah. Yeah, musically, it's on point, and they always are. And his vocals are just... Every time I talk about it, I feel like I'm fanboying out, because the guy is just, like, literally probably my favorite heavy metal singer of all time. Right. Yeah. If you don't consider Mike Patton a heavy metal singer, but... And I love that, that there's, you know... Both guitar players can solo. They switch off solos. That's fucking great. Yeah, this is a, a band that's really never done anything subpar, and this just continues that. Exactly. And I can't wait to hear this. I mean, this is like... It's something we always say when we're looking ahead to shit, but I, this is one of those things I imagine will be like a year in, like definitely top 10 or 15 album, you know? For sure. Because... But this song's any indication in their previous work. Even their most recent stuff, Wind Hands Down, was excellent. Yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong. If you hadn't checked it out, like Jason said, check out the video because it plays into the whole social media screen, not paying attention to everybody and everything around you. Yeah. Just like the title says. So give this thing a listen. You'll dig it. Another new song that came out a couple weeks ago, Blackstone Cherry. Right. And they released a song called Again, and their new album is coming out October 30th, and what did you say it was called? The Human Condition. Okay. You you listened to it before me and said, I think you'll like this one more because it's a little less bluesy. But yeah, I knew you and you and JC would yeah. like it more. It, it, it's more, you know, riffier and heavier. I like kind of how they went more rootsier and... It's kind of uh, like a blues-based rock band. Blues-based thing on the last record. And you could tell they were going that way, but this is more kind of a return to the the riffage, the heavy, the heavier side of them. Yeah. But thank God, also not being as cheesy, you know, like white trash millionaire blaming on the boom boom. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I love all that shit, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It seems like over the last two or three albums, they've kind of shifted away from that anyway. Thank God. Um, and so, and I think the solo is great. Chris Robertson is an amazing soloist. Uh, as well as singer, um, and he's got some pretty cool wails vocally before the solo. That some places he goes vocally that I think is really cool. I, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of kind of the the drop down pre chorus. It kind of gets a little mellow, but you can't deny the riff. The main riff is just fucking, you know, just swinging balls. Right. So I I mean I love this band, and I'm I'm not gonna. I mean, this is great. So, yeah. And you, you have to, you also have to think, you know, it's not about where I want them to go. It's not about where I want a band to go. 
you got to let them do what they want to do. And that's, you have to trust in that band and they're, they're going to take you in the right place, you know, as long as it's what they want to do. Right. And, you know, I think that about all kinds of shit. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm totally on board with this single. Yeah. Yeah. The last album, that song burning is like one of my favorite Blackstone Cherry songs ever. Right. But like you said, overall, I, I like the album, but I like the stuff like this a little bit better. Yeah. And so I would have been fine either way they had, you know, go. And this isn't in the, you know, this isn't an indication that the whole album's going to be like that. Yeah. Either. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's just nice to know that if you listen to the whole, the whole breadth of everything they've done, you know that they can go in and out and back and forth. Yeah. They have the freedom to do all this now. And that, that's really, that's really what you want as an artist, I think. Yeah. Cause I mean, they've had songs that, you know, back what in, uh, in my blood was mm-hmm. on like what CMT. Didn't that get played like on country music television? Um, like it was in like their top ten videos at some point or something. Wasn't it that? When did they did uh the the Southern Fried Friday Night or some shit? That was after was, that. I think. No, it was recorded by a country artist. Oh, in uh, my blood! I can't remember. Wasn't in my, in blood, my blood heavy? No, that's a ballad. No, but I mean it's kind of got a heavy chorus. Never mind. I don't know. But I could be thinking of a wrong song. But that was from like the third album. Yeah. The the one with. Like you mentioned, White Trash Movie. Right, right. On Boom Boom. But they had that one song that got covered by uh, the... Yeah, some bro country it? douche. I don't know. But I think it was like the slow... Eh. I can't remember. We yeah. talked about it Well, before. I know they did, they did like one big like summer tour, like some summer shed tour with some big bro country dude. Okay. And I, I get that totally. Yeah. You know, so, hey. But see, like you said, they could do that. These guys could yeah, go on. Yeah, they can do. These guys could go on tour with freaking Buddy Guy. Yeah. Even though he's not oh, like yeah. going on tour. But you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. They could go on tour with like a classic blues artist. They could go on tour with a bro country artist. And then they could go on tour with fucking Seven Dust. Yeah. You I know? mean, that's, and, and that's what you want, really. And that's, that's the freedom you want. And, oh, you know, personal note, the song, this is, uh, again, their diversity. The whole Things My Father Said song. Oh yeah. Oh, get out of here. Tears. Just tears. Right. You know, and, and, and it's that that's what they do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We could go on about yeah. songs from this band forever, but maybe I'm not sure if you out. guys have realized this by by now, but we are fans of this band. Right. <laughs> Since that debut with first time I heard Lonely Train. Right. <laughs> but maybe someday off that album. Yeah. Still might be still my favorite song there is, but they've done stuff that's actually better, but that's just that song that's just stuck with me forever. You know? Rolling on? Come on. Oh, well, yeah, of course. I mean, fuck. That kind of brings up a point, random point, when we saw them open for Black Club Society that's on right. that first tour. Yeah, you went up to well, John Fred. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I had him sign my ticket. I just, you know, made some comment about how I liked the album, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what's your favorite song? And I said, rolling on. He's like, you're like, the 10th person to say that in the past few well, days. Well, it's the goddamn and, truth. And he's like, and we don't play it. I'm like, well, that's probably a sign. You know, you should. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if they ever have or not. Never have when we've seen them. I don't right, think. right. <laughs> but what, so speaking of Seven Dust, I mentioned them a minute ago. They just announced that their album, well, they announced a couple weeks ago that Blood and Stone is coming out on October 23rd as well. Right. And he, And here's something else. If I can just, you know, well, what we discussed, I've seen like pre-order vinyl bundles for Armored Saint, Blackstone Cherry, and Seven Dust. It's like, fuck me, my debit card's gonna hate me. <laughs> you right? know, and it's like I haven't, I haven't ordered shit, but it's like so tempting, and, and you know, there's all this stuff, and it's really cool. It's so cool to see it come out, even though I'm not buying it. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds so fucked up. Well, no, I get it. I mean, vinyl is like back. I mean, we've talked about that. Everybody knows that over the past few years. It's like, it's back now where like it used to be. Everything is released on vinyl as well as yep. digital, compact disc, it, whatever. If I see it, I just keep scrolling or I'm just going to be broke. Yeah. It's like, that's cool. That's cool. But I'm just going to keep going. I'm not going to lie. There's been several bands that I like, I went through the whole process of like 
entering my info, checking out and right and before then, I hit yeah. him. Oh. I'm like, no, I backed out. I'm like, I'll do it later. And Dude, I've, never... been there. I've been there. You're, you're exactly right. <laughs> right. The, la- the last big thing I did was the S&M 2 box set. And I'm like, okay, I got to stop. Right. This is dumb. <laughs> you know? But regardless of whether I pre-order Seven Dust or not, I will get this because it's right. fucking Seven Dust. Yeah. That's another band that, man, they've, is this the 13th album, I think? It's like in a crazy amount for for a band that's been around, or their first time came out in 97. Yeah. So 23 years, I think this is the 13th album, so you're like looking at less than every every other year. Right. They never disappoint, in my opinion. No, not at all. And... They, you know, and we, we've heard, you know, their cover of Dad Tried to Live and be on this. Yeah. We've heard that. I can't, wait to, I can't wait to hear, you know, I'm sure they're going to release a single or two before. Yeah, I can't wait to. to hear it. I should just like cut in or talk about the day I tried to live from when we did that like a month ago. <laughs> yeah, right. No shit. Right here. But yeah, right here. Yeah, no, we fucking, we stood out here last night and grilled burgers and listened to fucking Nothing But Seven Dust on Shuffle. Oh, nice. The whole time. I mean, but anyways, that's just... I think I told you that I did that like two or three weeks ago. I was on a kick where I listened to like them for like two days straight. I mean, mean, you can't go wrong, dude. Yeah. And it's an easy band to put on Shuffle because there's not... There's never going to be like, ah, fucking skip that one. Yeah. (laughs) And now with all this downtime... I believe they had this album ready to go like earlier in the year. Right. Because I remember reading that. I could be wrong on that, but I read something recently. I can't remember what it was about LeJean's solo album that's been talked about for the last I couple of years. Yeah. And I assume with this kind of downtime that hopefully that's something he's able to complete because I'm really interested to hear that. Me too. Because he said it's, I'm sure it's going to have some heavy elements, but it's going to be obviously different. Yeah. And that guy's has the vocals to do whatever the hell he wants. Exactly. And, you know, like, yeah, like you said, the whole dad tried to live, go back and listen to that. Yeah. I mean, we love that. So whatever. I'm not lying. I listen to that. We don't need to go into it again. At least once a day. Yeah. It's so good. Like whenever the Spotify rap thing comes at the end of the year, I'm guessing that'll be my number one song. (laughs) That's not an exaggeration. Nice. I'm counting on that fact. That's probably going to end up being my number one song of the year. That and Bo Nasty. Of course. Now that they're on Spotify, I can crank it up. Right. <laughs> but all right, so oh, Devil Driver just released another, or they released a new single. This is all you. I haven't listened to it yet. You didn't listen. It's crazy. You go ahead. I know you. I know you've been. I'm you, back and forth on yeah, Dez. and it's like his, you like Devil know. Driver, so but I you're like not some like, of it. I don't. You know what? I don't know. You're not like me, where you're like there yeah. every time. Yeah, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but you know, it's just one of those things. This sometimes new, I get to it, sometimes I don't. Well, the new song, Nest of Vipers, it's not anything that if you don't like Devil Driver, it's going to make you like him. Right. But it's it's a really good song, and it's just typical Devil Driver. It's even got a little, little more melody, I think, than usual, which is kind of cool. I think they had actually released another single here a month or something ago, but I forgot the title of that one. But the album is called Dealing with Demons, and it's out October 9th. And that's everything we've just mentioned is October Except for Metallica. Right. Armored Saint, Black Sun Cherry, Seven Dust, and Devil Driver all have new albums coming out in October. So you got to love that. Yeah. We'll get a barrage of new, you know, because there's been some great new stuff this year, but on a whole, the amount is a lot less because of everything going on. A lot of bands have either got stalled in the middle of making it or their record label pushed it back, like Hate Breed and these other. Exactly. Seven Dust, uh, Black Country Communion, The Dead Daisies got bumped in January. Yep. You know, sure so. did. Anyway. All right, after all these albums that are coming out soon, we've actually got one that came out here just a couple weeks ago, and that is the new Avatar. Yeah, what do you think? Hunter Gatherer, I think it's it's great. They're another band that's just kind of like, it sounds like we're repeating ourselves when we're talking about bands like Seven Dust and Blackstone Cherry or whatever, but they don't really put out subpar music. Right. You know, and the cool thing about Avatar is that every single album... It's kind of like what you would get from like Faith No More or The Cult or something where every album's just got a different sound, but you still know who you're listening to. Exactly. I I think that's very accurate. And that's not something that you can come by easily. So that's something that's really admirable of these guys. Right. Um, And also, um, 
Johannes, his vocals, they're just, it's absolutely amazing what this guy does with every album. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if it's guttural, brutal, or, you know, a song like Gun, which I think is fucking beautiful. And I think the message is fucking beautiful. Yeah. And that song really stood out to me. I enjoyed the fuck out of this record. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing about Gun. Like, it's... You're just kind of like, oh, well, this is different, but it's fucking great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, when I first heard Colossus as like a single before that, I'm like, holy shit. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you hear it in like, here and it's Jesus. like, I don't know. I haven't, I didn't pay attention enough to the words to realize if this is some kind of concept thing like the last couple. Mm-hmm. But regardless, they're just one of those bands that somehow every, I don't know. You know, obviously they don't set, you know, I probably don't sit around and write these songs in order, but it's like, there's a million albums where it's like, this is the perfect order for these songs. <laughs> but I've heard other albums where I'm like, I'd switch these songs right here. <laughs> but Avatar, it's one of those, those bands where it's always just like every song complements the song before and after. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the last track, Wormhole, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, these guys. Definitely, you know, hopefully once, you know, live music's happening again, get a chance to see them again. I've seen them a few times, and they're just a sight to behold when it comes to the live show as well. Right. And we were lucky enough to have Johannes on podcast a few years ago, and that's a very cool one to check out. And we even talked about that whole concept album thing. Right. Back then, when they've had, what, this is the second new album they've had since then, so. Yep. But yeah, definitely check that one out if you have not. But yeah, this Avatar album is another another great one in a long line of great... And I mean, there's even a couple songs on here that I think harken back to Avatar way back. You mm-hmm. know, before they kind of shifted their sound to what they're at now. Right. When they were just like more heavy and it was yeah. more guttural all the time. Kind of even gave me that feel. I see. But they're, like you said, they're one of those bands you can span the gamut and it sounds great mm-hmm. no matter what. All right, so another new song we got recently is from Anti-Mortem. And the song is called Old Washita. Yeah. And this one, I didn't even realize it was coming until you just sent me the YouTube Sent to you last night, right? No, it was a few days ago, I think. Was that last night? Oh, fuck me. I'm behind. I get, I'm, all my days are running together, regardless. It was in the past few days. And yeah, this is, it's another, sound like a broken record, but if you like Annie Mortem, you're going to like this song. Right. Kind of like we said with these other bands and their new stuff, there's... It's good stuff. I mean, what what were your thoughts hearing it? Uh, I just I thought it was great. The vocals were awesome. Um, I love the melody. I love the riffing. Um, it looks like uh, a reek from Sinal Lies is in that band now. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess they're back. You know, maybe it's something we need to delve into further, or you know, have those guys on or something. But I guess. I guess that thing's, you know, back in action. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they took the hiatus whenever they kind of split up and yeah. formed a couple different groups. And, you know, Zane's still doing Locust Grove, but once they got back together, keeping this thing going and the sounds still sounds like Annie Mortem. And they're right fantastic band that was starting to pick up some steam about the time that they broke up yeah. a few years ago. You know, they went on that long tour with Machine Head, and I know they went on some other tours opening up for... They went overseas. Yeah. No. But yeah, I mean, like you said, they're back. They've done at least two shows in Oklahoma in the past month. They did a Tulsa and Oklahoma City date. Mm-hmm. Well, so, they're coming back to the Shrine in, what, October, November? Yeah. And Driver's opening. That's right. So yeah, get on Facebook and give these guys a follow if you're not familiar with them. I don't know what the best description for them would be. Groove metal, maybe? Yeah. I mean, it, it's... It's accessible, but it's, like, not douchey. I don't know. Yeah. It's like it it would work on the radio, like radio metal, but like you said, it doesn't. It's got more grit than most of that stuff has. Exactly. With the vocals and the guitar sound. But it's kind of like, kind of like, you know, your more accessible Pantera stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I get that. I get that. But, yeah, so check out Annie Mortem, if you have not, and check out this new song on Washita. You'll probably dig it. Or the last thing on here you wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. Um... You know, as we mentioned at the top of the show, you know, I've 
been kind of missing in action for a, a month or so. And, but I, I've listened to everything going on and, you know, the, the Joyce Wolf episode struck, struck me. Admittedly, I really didn't know a lot about this band. And it took this episode to make me look them up and all the stuff and get into them. And one thing, and I think, I think that I, I, I've kind of mentioned this to you in so many words, um, before, just about this, this kind of music, this type of rock and roll that needs to stay, yeah, needs to be around, can't go anywhere, it cannot go anywhere. And I really appreciated his words, you know, about, about how he hated the throwback term, right? The retro term. And that's nothing against you, obviously, because we've all fucking fallen into that trap of using that, right? That terminology, that vernacular when we're talking about these bands. But when, but really, and it just kind of made me think even more about what I said to you a week or two ago when you were over here just hanging out is, you know, uh, about this kind of music is like, this is rock and roll. This is not throwback rock and roll. Um, the, the modern rock and roll now that you're in the radio is horse shit and it's not real. Right. This is real shit. Um, and this is what needs to not fucking die. This kind of music has to stay alive and it has to thrive for the, for the, the true pure rock and roll to always be un- understood. Yeah. So I really appreciated his words about that, and it kind of made me think about it even more, and kind of agree. I was, you know, it kind of won me over to what he was saying, um, especially as a twenty-five-year-old guy to say that. It's like, man, this guy—he's got it figured out way more than I did when I was fucking twenty-five. <laughs> right. So I really appreciated it. And then, anyways, you know, just d- digging into their their stuff, I really enjoyed them. So. Yeah, I was glad to hear that episode. I thought you did a great job, and I really love that band now. I think they're great. Yeah. So that's kind of all I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. I get that, too. Because as soon as he said that, I was thinking, it's like, I shouldn't have said that, but I'm glad I did because it gave him the chance to explain that in a way. explain that. Yeah, no, exactly. His point about Soundgarden was good, too, because it's like when Soundgarden came out before before the hits, you know, the first couple albums. Yeah. You know, your loud love, your ultra mega okay. This was just Black Sabbath. Right. You know, with a better singer. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, I mean, it had its differences, but it was heavily rooted in that. And it wasn't until Bad Motorfinger that they kind of found their own, their own thing in a way. Right. At the same time, like when the Black Crows came out, I mean, that was at that time kind of a throwback to your Aerosmith and your, your, you know, the band or whatever, just stuff from like the seventies. Yeah. And, but people weren't really saying, Oh, here's a throwback band called the black crows. And exactly. I mean, and even like we have now with like joyous wolf and dirty honey, rival sons, Greta Van fleet. You know, there's a long list of the bands, Tyler Bryant, you know, there was a scene like that in the early nineties too, with the yeah. black crows cry of love, cry of love yeah. brother Kane. Yeah. Um, Maybe even jackal to an extent. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You're right. You're exactly right. You know, it's like even though it's it's back at least getting some mainstream exposure, there's always bands like this around. Mm-hmm. But I think that term just gets thrown in there because it's like all of a sudden these bands are getting attention right. and they have that old school rock and roll sound. Yeah. But like you said, it shouldn't be considered old school. It should just be considered the sound of rock and roll, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is rock and roll. Yeah. And it's like without without that, we have fucking nothing yeah we don't have metal we don't have anything right we don't have indie we don't have alternative we have nothing and and that's what really needs to be remembered especially now when you know everyone wants to fucking be a dj or you know they want to fucking do tracks and have screens and fucking i don't know (laughs) want to be god knows i don't have any fucking clue right I mean, I have a clue right now, and like three or four bands come to come to mind, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> right. You know, I kind of mentioned it when I was talking on that episode, but like, like you just mentioned, I think a lot of this, you know, at least from his standpoint, Nick, the singer, you know, he's got that wide range of stuff that he grew up on, mm-hmm. especially for someone his age to like be that immersed in everything from the 40s to now. 
Right. It's something you don't get from a lot of people that age or any age, really. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? So his music knowledge is there. Something he mentioned, you know, if you listen to the shit they put out and then you listen to the new song Odyssey, he's right. He has grown leaps and bounds in his vocals. Yeah, and just a little over really has. It's amazing. And that, uh, what was her name, Melissa Cross or something Cross? Yeah. That's the one that always helps all the screamers out, like. You know, Randy Bly and all that kind of shit. Yeah, I knew as um, soon as he said that, I'm like, I know that name, yeah. but I was trying to remember why. And, and so, yeah, I mean, dude, great band. That was a great interview. So, yeah, I just kind of wanted to touch on that. Well, good deal. I'm glad it turned you into a fan as well. Well, anything else we want to talk about before we get out of here? I think that wraps it up. Well, if you haven't listened to that Nick Reese episode, it was just the very last one, 281. And before that, we had Glenn Hughes on here. From everything. I mean, come on. Deep Purple to Black Sabbath to Black Country Communion to the Dead Daisies. Right. And the Dead Daisies have a EP that came out. We should talk about that, but anyway. A few weeks ago with acoustic tracks on it. That's great stuff if you haven't. Did I just say Dead Daisies or Black Country Communion? Regardless. I don't even know. The Dead Daisies, if that's not what I said. (laughs) (laughs) They have an EP with four acoustic tracks on it, so check that out. But yeah. 200 over 80 episodes you can check out. Like we mentioned earlier, Johannes from Avatar has been on here. We were talking about Seven Dust. John Connolly's been on here. We haven't had anyone from Devil Driver or Blackstone Cherry or Metallica, but... <laughs> One day. Yeah. One day we'll get James Hetfield. That's right. We'll talk about all kinds of great stuff. Cars, politics... Haircuts. Right. Exactly. Rehab. That's the other cool thing about seeing these Monday night Metallica things is every time James Hetfield's hair is different, you know, which is cool. I know. It's like, that's always been that way. Which James Hetfield are you going to get today? Yeah. Right. (laughs) But yeah, we've had on Gene Simmons from Kiss, on Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses. And speaking of Guns N' Roses, our very next episode will be with Brando, the host of the Guns N' Roses podcast, Appetite for Distortion. That'll be later this week, so check that out. And yeah, guys from a host of bands. I listed a few of them. You can figure it out. Oh, totally. SoundCloud.com backslash Thunderdash Underground, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, MixCloud. Most places podcasts are heard. TheThunderUnderground.com. You can check it out there. You can also find all our socials there. So follow us on all our socials. That helps us out as well. Anything you see us post, if you just like it, that helps us spread the the word around as well. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube. We've got a lot of stuff on there that is specific for YouTube that's not on the podcast, so check that out. And yeah, I think that covers it. Once again, I was about to say thank you to whoever we had on the podcast. <laughs> we just had me I was trying you. to think of the, yeah, who was the... Right. PR, who do I need to thank? Thanks to Ice Water and All Day IPA. That's right. And you started with Dell's, right? Yeah, I did. Thanks to Dell's Pale Ale. <laughs> Cheap, uh, free advertising here. Right. For Water, All Day IPA, and Dell's Pale Ale. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you to all those things. And then, of course, thank you to Med Farm, Sunset Tattoo, Hella Hot Hot Sauce, and DEB Concerts. And until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. 